talk about some things that exceed my expectations and that have exceeded my expectations. I'm going to start out with that. And then I'm going to show you what the Bible talks about in this area of expectations. Now, for you out there that struggle with anger, I can help you. Bill Gothard, a long time ago, did a uh, seminar, basic seminar, basic life seminar. And he had a night in which he talked about overcoming anger. Now, I don't know about you, but anger is real common, real common. People struggle. I mean, they struggle. And most of them, if I'm going to say, they get defeated by anger. I don't see a lot of people overcoming anger, except born-again believers. Uh, but you can overcome anger by giving God your expectations and rights. You think about it. Why do you get mad? Because your expectations haven't been met or your rights, somehow your rights have been violated. And if you'll die to your rights and die to your expectations, you're going to cut out a real big hunk of anger out of your life. Now, there's righteous indignation. I get that, but we have so little of that. But there is such a thing as being angry for righteousness. There's nothing wrong with that. God gets angry about sin. He gets angry at sin. You say, well, God loves a sinner and hates to sin. Yeah, but there will be a time when those two cannot be separated. But there are many things that have exceeded my expectations. In life. I mean, some things, not many things. Don't, I'm going to use that word many. No, that would be wrong. Some things have exceeded my expectations. A few things have. I was allowed, by living in Florida here, I was allowed to go catch lobster in the Keys for about 35 years, lobstering exceeded anything I'd ever dreamt about. Marriage has exceeded anything I've ever dreamt about. It's been way better than I could verbally describe to you. And I've had, my wife has exceeded my expectations. She is better than the best of the best of the biggest and the wildest and best of ever at all. She is the best. She's just the bestest for me. Sometimes I like to kill her, but otherwise, <laughs> there's a little contradictory emotions come through life, you know. The house that God allowed me to live in. I lived in a house in San Carlos Park for 18 years, and I thought I was going to die in that home. It was 1,100 square feet at a one-car garage, and that was plenty for me, three bedrooms, little, three little bedrooms, two baths. Phenomenal, 1,100 feet. I never thought I'd live in a house that big. I want you to get that. I was raised in a house with two other brothers. There's three of us, five of us total, and 600 square feet. We did not know it was small. You do not have to have a big house to be happy. Square feet does not make a person happy. We were happy in that little 600-foot house, old farmhouse, 100-year-old farmhouse. When the wind blew, the drapes went like this, honestly. I mean, they insulated it back 100 years ago with newspaper. I was, uh, it, it, the, uh, my marriage has exceeded the house I live in now, 1,552 square feet. I mean, it's a mansion. 
my daughter-in-law has exceeded my expectations. And I am dead serious about this. She has exceeded anything I ever dreamt about. My son was unworthy of her. I don't hear another amen on that. <laughs> I, I don't hear. I don't hear anything. This is your chance, Troy. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, uh, she's saved. Wow. My uh, God forced me to come to Florida. It's exceeded my expectations. I've lived down here almost 50 years now. It's exceeded my expectations for wonderful. If I may say, it's magnificent for you King James people. I love it. Uh, I have a, if I may say this with all humility, the people at Gospel Baptist Church have exceeded my expectations in being spiritual and kind and caring about souls, putting their hand to the plow, being a team player, and wanting unity over division. You folks, and about 200 of you that are in heaven, have exceeded my expectations as your pastor. You've made pastoring a delight and not a trouble. But most things, that was the real happy part of the sermon, most things fall far short of our expectations. They disappoint you, they discourage you, they fail you, they hurt you, they grieve you, they cause you pain, and they make you have some regrets. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to get too close to home on you. But many things in my life have fallen short of expectations. But I can tell you this with all confidence this morning. God is going to cure that problem if you're a born-again believer. God is going to knock my and your socks off someday. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, if you take your book to that or your cell phone or whatever you got with you, or if you just listen, be fine. We'll do a little exposition now, a little Bible teaching. It says there in Ephesians 3.20, I used to pray with Chris Powell. Chris Powell, most of you don't know, but Chris Powell was joined gospel in 1982. We started in 80. He joined 82. He was a judge. He had been a judge up in Detroit. He had been a lawyer in Detroit, been a city councilman in Detroit. He also owned his own legal firm. Uh, he, he built Casa Bonita condos with, with a uh, limited partnership, built all them condos down at the end of the beach there at Casa Bonita, and He's quite a successful man. He owned all the land. This, he owned this land. He owned this land all the way up through what we used to call the junkyard. He owned all that land. They bought that in the 60s, sold it off as, it, as they went. Very successful businessman. But bigger than that, he was one of the most mature Christians I had ever had a chance to be around. He really loved God. And he didn't let the money corrupt him. And he used to, I used to pray with him a lot. We'd pray and he'd say, he'd quote this verse here, he'd say, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And I want you to 
to mark exceedingly abundantly above. And I'm going to talk about those words. That all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The word exceedingly abundantly is a compound word in the Greek. It's compounded. It means beyond, superior, chiefest, highest, if I may say over the top. Now unto him that is able to do the superior, the chiefest, the highest, the over the top. But the next word is amazing. He uses the same word in a different case with the word translated in the word above. Those two words are related to each other, different cases, but they're related. So exceedingly above a compound word, above is just the root word hooper, for you that care about that. And it's, it's like a double. It's used twice back to back. It's, it's really the same meaning, but it means, let me try to translate it for you like this. It means double beyond. God's able to do what? Double beyond what you think. He's able to do double the chiefest of what you think. He's able to do double the highest of what you can imagine. He's able to do double of what we would consider over the top. God is going to exceed your expectations so much that you or I cannot imagine it. Now we got People have crazy imaginations, big imaginations, but we are not able to put our mind around the things God prepared for them that love Him. It is worth loving God, I can tell you that. You know, a lot of God's people have suffered in this world. If you go back in the book by John Fox, Fox's Book of Martyrs, you'll see a whole litany of people that that have suffered and died and were tortured and lost their families, lost their possessions, lost their land, lost everything, and died young. And you may start in some direction to feel sorry for those people, but never feel sorry for God's people. No matter how they have been been allowed to live their life out for God, don't ever feel sorry for God's people. Because He's going to do exceedingly abundantly above. He's going to double everything and anything you and I could think about. God's going to exceed our expectations. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 is another verse I want to look at. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Now, I mentioned a few sermons ago about a girl named Johnny that dove off, dove off of something. I can't remember what she dove off, a bridge or whatever, and broke her neck, she dove head first. Never dive head first, dive, dive feet first. But nevertheless, she dove head first, broke her neck, and it's a paraplegic neck down pretty much her whole life. I think she's about my age. She did this when she was young. She's had a long, hard life. Of course, she wrote a book. It went all over the world. Many people have have been encouraged in Christ by her. 
But what a price to pay to encourage people. But that was God's will for her. So just in case you may question that will and say, that's just awful hard by God, that seems awful cruel by God to do something like that, you haven't seen a reward yet. Because life can be long, but it's not going to be much past 100 years old. And you say, 100 years is a long time, not when you're 99, amen? 100 years is not long when you're 84, Brother Morris. It's just around the corner. And those years as you get older go faster. It's not an imagination. It's actually a perception. They do go faster to us. And so all I can say is you haven't seen God's reward yet. Don't judge God before the time. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, that's talking about affliction like Johnny had. That's talking about the, afflic- the affliction like those people in John Fox's book, the Fox's Book of Martyrs had. Woo! For our light affliction. By the way, Paul's writing that under inspiration of the Holy Spirit who was beaten and whipped more than anybody I've ever heard of. He said, light affliction. Hello. Light affliction, which is but for a moment. And that's the key to it all. Whatever you or I may suffer this side of heaven, it is going to end. And if you know there's going to be an end of the suffering, there is great comfort to know that someday it will pass. You can't walk now, someday you'll be able to walk. You can't see now, Someday you're going to be able to see. You can't talk now. Someday you're going to be able to talk. You can't sing now. Someday you're going to be able to sing. You can't see now. Someday you're going to be able to see. You don't have hair now. Someday you're going to have hair. For our light affliction was but for a moment. Worketh. For us, I like that, worketh for us. The affliction is working for you. It's investing. It's like putting your money in a real super-duper investment, and it grows and grows and grows and splits and grows and splits and grows. That's what your light affliction is doing in heaven. It's growing and splitting and growing and growing and splitting and growing. Oh, Brother Bill, I've had it hard. Don't you complain about that. Just trust God for it. It says, it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. Let me do a little Bible study on this. Far more and exceeding are the same words. It's that double thing again. It's a double use of words. You could read it. It's exceeding, excellent, more excellent, beyond, out of measure. So it's far more, and it's double that. It's exceeding far more. It's exceeding over the top. There it is. And then it goes on to, it goes on to say, and eternal way to glory. Some of the value, and I think much of the value of what God's going to do for you and I as born-again believers on the other side is what we are given, we're going to get to keep. And I've kind of hobby horse a little bit, the fact that you don't own something if you can't keep it. 
They call that a lease. It's not yours. You have to turn it back in someday. And God's given you this little thing called life on earth, and someday he's going to require it back. Your physical life's going to be over. How many people got to die around you to see that? And they don't take a thing with them. I told the other, there was a man contemplating salvation the other day, and I spoke to him, and I said, you know, you come in naked, man, you go out naked. And this man was a very intelligent man, knew a lot of stuff, but I said, you're going to take it with you. You're not going to leave it. You're not, I mean, you're not going to take that with you. Did I say the wrong? I just said the opposite of what I meant. You got it. You come up here and try to do this. But I like the last part of this verse as much as I do far more exceeding. It's the reward we have is never ending. And he says the eternal weight of glory. There's two words in the Greek for weight, baros and fortian, for you that would care to know. One of them means a weight that is expected to be born. Something that people would expect you to bear. Then the other word means a weight too heavy to bear. You'll, you'll be crushed under it. Which word do you think he used? What word do you think he used in this verse? Uh, it says, for our light affliction, but affliction is but for a moment, worketh, far, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He uses the word too heavy to bear. I love the exactness of the Bible. I love that every little jot, every little period, and every little cross of the T is exactly the way God says it and meant it to be. He says, when you get your reward by the grace of God in heaven, it is too heavy for you to bear. You're going to say, have you ever seen anybody getting something big, big calamity or something to say, I can't believe this has happened to me. I can't believe this has happened. I've been to a number of automobile accidents. And it'll be a real head-on or something. I'll be the first guy there and holding somebody's ble bleeding head and all this other stuff I've done. And uh, some people can't do that, but I have that gift. I, it doesn't bother me to do that. And uh, I'm holding them. People are dying, taking their last breath. I've been right there when they took that, and then never breathed again. I thought, well, he's gone. And I've heard this. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. Is this really happening? Is this really happening? I can't believe this is happening. Well, that's for bad. But let me turn it around to what the Bible's talking about. It says you're going to go to heaven someday, and God's going to say, oh, this is the place I... He goes to prepare a place for us. He's going to take you to your place. You're going to say, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. This can't be happening to me. Is this a dream? Let me pinch myself. I just know, I read the Bible, but I didn't know it was this good. I, I read the Bible, but I didn't know it was this much. I read the Bible, but I didn't know it was this big. I, I just can't believe it. You're going to have an old-fashioned spell. The eternal weight of glory is going to be almost crushing upon you. It'll be so good. Boy, I wouldn't mind that, amen? The eternal weight. When it sinks in, it'll be beyond the beyond. But there's more. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. 
But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Now, whoa. That means it hadn't been imagined. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. Now, some of you are saying, well, you got to go to the next verse, and I'm going to. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, what does that mean? That God hath revealed them. He said, just got done saying in the verse before that, that you can't imagine the things God's prepared for them. We can't even, I hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard, hadn't entered into your heart what God prepared for you. And then it says, but yet God hath revealed them thus. What he's done, he's told us in the Bible it's coming. He's told us in the Bible, he's mentioned it in the Bible that these things are coming. I believe Chris uh, this morning, John Trotton and adults, the combined adult Sunday school class about heaven. We know quite a bit about heaven. I mean, we know what, what uh, John 14, 1 through 3, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. He talked to us about it. He's told us about heaven in the book of Revelation, showed us the celestial city. He described the celestial city that's coming through the eyes of John. He told us that the streets there are going to be made of pure gold. He showed us the crystal river, that there are fruit trees lining that, that have fruit every month, produce fruit every month that we can eat of. He's talked about the fountain of life. He's talked about the eternal day that there will be no night there. He's, he's showing us that the colors of heaven. There's, there's 12 specific colors mentioned about the new Jerusalem there uh, by precious using precious stones and the color that they have so that we know what it is. He's even told us the colors that are going to be. He's told us there's going to be a foundation. He told us there's going to be gates, 12 gates. He told us the names on those gates, whose names are going to be on those. He told us there'll be an angel at every gate. He told us it's going to be 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles deep, 1,500 miles wide. He told us that's called the New Jerusalem, and it's where Jesus is. And there's no temple there because Jesus is the temple. That's what it means when it says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. But there's no possibility that we could experience that. You can't bring that into your mind. Your imagination cannot wrap around that until you are in the spiritual body standing there looking at it. And the weight of it's going to be almost too much for you to bear. You won't be able to, you won't be able to handle it. You'll be like, I don't deserve this. We used to have old Violet Cooper. Well, am I bringing up some blasts from the past? Violet Cooper died when she was 94. Still driving. One time in prayer meeting, Violet Cooper raised her hand. He said, I got a praise. We used to do praises. I quit them after her. She used to do praises. She says, I want to praise God. I got my driver's license renewed for six years. 94-year-old woman. Florida is insane. Thank God she, one time coming into church, she, she, she couldn't see much in the dark. One time coming into church, that entrance of ours snuck up on her. And she did a side slide. I mean, just like in the movies, a side slide came into our parking lot. Wow, that's some trick driving. She would say, 
I don't deserve God, what God's done for me. I don't deserve it. That was her favorite. You give her something for her birthday or you give her something for her to help her. Oh, no, no, preacher, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. I think that's what we're going to say that quite a bit in heaven because I know I don't deserve it. Amen? It's by grace, through faith, not of myself, but it's the gift of God, not of works that any man would boast. There'll be no bragging in heaven when we reach in the glory and we see the weight that God has for us, eternal weight of glory. We're not going to be up there bragging, oh, I did good, didn't I? No, you're not going to say that. I like 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42 and 44. It says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, is raised in power. It's so in a natural body, is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. We don't have that spiritual body yet. That's the adoption of sons. And God seems to be, from what I can read, is going to give everybody a new body at the same time. A spiritual body, like unto his glorious body. Which means we get to move differently, travel differently. I know what it's like to fly outside of a plane. When you dive... I went to the Cayman Islands, they have a 6,000 foot cliff, 6,000 feet down, straight down. And when you're at 110 feet, you dive over that cliff and you're, you're like, when you dive, it's like flying, weightless. And you, you sail over that cliff. It's like dying, it's like flying. I know you don't care about it, but I thought I'd mention that. One Cannot imagine the spiritual life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, 54. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, a twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, the dead in Christ shall be raised. I mean, I'm quoting something else. The dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. In other words, if you're dead, you're going to be changed. If you're alive, you're going to be changed. But one way or another, born-again believer, you're going to be changed. For this corruptible. I'm 70 years old, and I am corrupting before your very eyes. I had somebody tell me today, you look skinny. Thank you. I've been losing weight. Don't, you know, this is something, that part of getting the, the leanness of my flesh has come upon me. The Bible talks about it. But we're going to be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on. Don't you like the word must? Must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass a saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Woo! Let me ask you a question. Have you ever, how many in here have ever seen a, a piece of corn? Raise your hand. If you've never seen a, a corn plant before, if you've never seen a corn plant before, would you be able to imagine what that piece of corn would have produced? Most of you have seen corn, the plant itself. We, we've been Westerners for sure, have seen corn over your head eight feet tall, knee high by the 4th of July, they used to say, where I was born. But then it gets over eight feet tall. Brother Tom and I have fond memories of cornfields. And... Uh, Corn, and, and, and a good, from talking to a farmer, a, a stalk of corn produces five years, maybe six years. 
And that's a really good production. You get out of one piece of corn, you get five ears or six ears of corn, which have a hundred or so pieces of corn in them. That's a lot of reproduction from one, right? Yeah. That's why you cannot, you cannot, and I cannot imagine what the spiritual life is going to be like. Because here's what the Bible likens it to on chapter 15 of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 37, 38. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be. You sow the piece of corn. But bare grain. It may chance of be of wheat or of some other grain. I've chosen the, the corn. But God giveth it a body as it pleaseth him. From that grain of corn, God gives a body that pleases him up to his will. And every seed, his own body. God is going to give us a new body that could not be imagined. Just like you could never imagine an eight-foot plant of corn coming from one seed producing all of that fruit. You couldn't imagine that if you started and went the rest of your life and many lives. And I get a kick out of people. Sometimes they feel like they're getting the short end of the deal here on earth. You know, God's been tough on me. I mean, I'm ugly. I can change my hair, but I'm still ugly. I I can wear nice clothes, but I'm still ugly. God gave me a big nose, and God gave me uh, one long ear and one short one. And, and, you know, man, God took this away from me, and God took that away from me. And I always wanted black hair, but I got blonde hair. I always wanted, nobody ever asked for gray hair much. But anyway, what I'm trying to say, folks, you don't have to ever think that way. God's going to knock your socks off. So many of your expectations in this life and mine fall short. But God will make all that up. The book of Jude, next to the last book, right before Revelation, one chapter book, verse 24, 25, very last two verses of the book. It's a salutation. He says, now unto him that is able, and he is able, to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. There's that word again, Hooper, exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever and ever. Amen. Little exposition looked up the words keep you from falling. You know what that means? Sure footed or keep you from falling. God gives us the grace to end well if you'll trust Him. He's going to keep us from falling. But He's not just going to present you before the throne of God with shamefacedness. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, 22, and I'll finish. He says, And to you who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, oh, I'm so ashamed of the things I've thought about. I'm so ashamed of the things I've said. 
I'm so ashamed of the way I've treated people sometimes. I'm so ashamed of the of the of the uh, sins that I've committed. Am I going to stand in God's presence, shame face it? And to you who are sometime alienated, enemies in your mind by wicked works, that's me. That's describing you and me. Yet now hath he reconciled. <laughs> in the body of his flesh through death to present you, to present you, shamefacedness, horribly guilty, To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It don't get better than that. My sins are gone, gone, gone by the grace of God under the blood of Jesus. He's not going to set me before the, 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 the great cloud of witnesses shamefacedly, he's going to say, this is my son. This is one of my people who believed in me. And, and the Lord Jesus Christ's blood had cleansed him from all sin. And not only have I done that, but I placed him in my own body, in Christ Jesus, the body of Christ, and I've made him unblameable without fault, as we read before, faultless. Now you say, Brother Bill, well, that, if that's true, and it is true, then I can live any way I want to live down here. Oh, no. It goes the other way. Because of the great things God's doing and has done and will do for me, I want to please Him. I want to obey Him. I want to do His will. I want to condemn the flesh and the lusts thereof. I want to stay away from the sins of the world. He said to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. I don't want to walk on a line where the world's right here and God's here and I'm over here and over here. I want to stay away from the world. I want to walk away from it and keep a distance from it because the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. All I can say is God does things exceedingly magnificent. I love that word. Exceedingly magnificent. Father, help us today. Uh, help us. Help us to visualize it. May the Holy Spirit seal it unto us. The great things that has prepared for us. And may they motivate us to live a pure life to live a life of personal sacrifice for the kingdom of God. Because knowing that we have a life to come, which is eternal and unending. And these, this world and the delights that the devil presents to us have no comparison to the delights that God has prepared for them that love him. May we get it. Maybe some people without Christ here today and out without your Savior. Now look. God sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the old rugged cross, shed His blood for your sin and for mine. He was resurrected Him the third day, and He resurrected to prove that of all those people said they were the Savior, that He is the one. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ. 
Are you trusting in Him for your soul's salvation? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God, confess in thy mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in thine heart that God is raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you'd like to know what it means to be saved, we'd love to tell you. We'd love to explain it to you here at the gospel. Born again, Christian, if you're out in the world, shame on you. Come home. Come home. Father, help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.